What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Live. All right, we are live. Ladies and gentlemen, we're live. Woohoo! Yeah! All right, everybody. Okay, so this is the um, Doctor Action and After Movie Diner Expendables, Expendables, Expendables three discussion. Not one, not two, but three. And uh, tonight our panelists are the very special and wonderful Chris Burns. Say hello, sir. Hello. And where are you from again? Cinematronics. Uh, oh thing. yes, I'm from uh, a little village called Lim, which is in Cheshire. Uh, which is just outside Manchester. So I'm basically a general northerner. Nice. And uh, what websites and stuff and podcasts oh, yes. do you do? Uh, I do uh, two podcasts, The Action Junkies and uh, The Inglorious Bass Nerds, and they're all over at uh, thegeeksoapbox.com. Lovely. And my right-hand man in all things action, or rather I'm his right-hand man, or maybe I'm his left-hand man, who knows? Uh, it is. <laughs> Who can tell the magic what, of whatever night you fancy, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, if I do it with my left hand, it feels like someone else is doing it. So uh, it's Doctor Action himself, Doctor Action. Hello, hello. How is everybody tonight? Fine. We're all good, sir. <laughs> yes, thank you. We're all good. You just go, go blank. Oh, just ignore him. <laughs> yeah, no, we were hoping you would talk some more. Um, no, I was just letting people know on Facebook that we have started and that they can see us live now. I, I bet there's a hot bevy of beautiful women tuning in thinking, handsome men on the, handsome on the internet tonight. I'll watch that. <laughs> Frigging themselves rotten with a parsnip. <laughs> with a parsnip. With a bastard, classy broads that they are. And lastly, uh, but by no means leastly, um, my uh, ukulele benefactor, um, the man who has overtaken me as the beard, uh, the one, the only, uh, Gary Hill is here in voice at least. Gary, say hello. Uh, hello, Gary. Uh, I'm fine. <laughs> just um, trying to get this video happening. It should happen pretty soon, actually. But um, How are you guys doing today? <laughs> Uh, we're very good, sir. We're very good. And, uh, yeah, we can't wait to see you and see the beard in full HD 3D splendor. Coming at you with the beard! That's what we're hoping. Uh, <laughs> but until then, sir, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you online and who the bloody hell you are? Uh, you can find me um, as the beard on the bird and the beard at birdtrumpsbeard.blogspot.com. You can listen to it there. Uh, it really doesn't. The beard yeah. trumps bird. No, no, she, she is she is amazing. I can't help these things. And uh, well, only 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 because she she posts scantily clad pictures of herself. Well, but that that does help things. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. But what I, what I mean is, in reality, a beard trumps everything. So. <laughs> and I can also find me on the Sin of Beef podcast, uh, doing that thing, at uh, Sin of Beef podcast blogspot.com. You can find both of those shows on legionpodcast.com, which would be an easier place to find them, you know, when I start posting them. It'd be a little less lazy, but, you know, life gets in the way and laziness gets in the way and whatever. Doesn't it? 
Doesn't it indeed? Okay, well, I saw this um, at the cinema for the first time uh, yesterday, uh, as I believe so did Doc. Am I correct? Yes, I saw it last night. Okay, last great. Night. And Chris and Gary, I believe you were some of the scoundrels that watched it once it was downloaded. Is that correct? Yeah, um, I'm guilty. I am guilty of it, yeah. But, uh, I but did you like it? No, but I fully intend to actually go and watch it. I, was, I wanted to watch it in the cinema no, before you, this. You didn't, you didn't leak it, sir, so... Yeah, okay, fine. fair enough. But, but, I did actually, but I did. New, new images watching this, taking down your address. He said... <laughs> in, 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 yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he does which podcast? We will track him down, and the <laughs> full might of new image will come and beat the living daylights out of you. Unless the slayer will be, you know, Stacey will be like, why, why'd you download it? You can't. Yeah, I'll, I'll just get a knock on the door and I'll just get a swift roundhouse kick to the face. Yeah. <laughs> and Arnie, Arnie will be behind him. Yeah, I'm coming in. I'm going to sit down your face and pummel your dick. I stand by the classic mom coming with a joint line. I'm just holding it for a friend, okay? And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I say the same thing about Doc's dick all the time. I mean, <laughs> sorry, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, so let's get it started off. We also, I saw it yesterday. Doc saw it yesterday. The other guys have seen it for a while. Um, let's. Should we start with general overviews and then break it down? What do you reckon? Sure. Yeah. yeah let's, let's do that. Let's okay. Who we going for first? Well, so before we start, I want to warn anyone watching this who hasn't seen the film. While I will certainly try and not spoil it, I will actually be spoiling it quite a lot. <laughs> so, as you have been warned, warning, 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 there will be spoilers. There will be spoilers, so if you haven't seen it, turn off now. Uh, considering we only have two viewers, I don't think it matters. Um, but let's, let's start with Chris then. We'll go Chris, Doc, Gary, me. Uh, general overview uh, let's not go too deep into it straight away, but general overview, Chris. Okay, general general overview, I really enjoy it. I think it's uh, finely paced. I think it's really enjoyable action film. I think the first 20 minutes just hit you like a brick. It, uh, it It's like two great action scenes, just back-to-back, -back, I, I feel. Um, Snipes, just a welcome return. Uh, and Mel Gibson is probably... The best baddie I've seen in a long while. I don't know why he's not doing more bad guy roles. I I think he's a perfect villain in this. Uh, don't know about what you, what you guys think. Okay, yeah, perfect. Then. Um, overview, very very fun. Uh, <laughs> the kids, I really hated the kids. Uh, Kenan Lutz is fucking abysmal. He's, See, he's, I, I didn't he's, mind him so much. That's the thing. His name, his name is Ellen Klutz. That's his name. Yeah, Ellen Klutz. <laughs> Ellen uh, Ronda Rousey's fighting's good. Um, I hope she doesn't have to save my life by acting. I'm <laughs> dead. Uh, and the other two are just... I mean, well, I can't really get into how bad one of them is till the very end, because so, that'll just spoil it. But, is, uh, is it the hacker uh, one? Yeah, the dolphin yeah. rumor. Glenn, Glenn uh, Powell, who on the Expendables three face uh, on the Expendables three website 
actually admitted that his hobby was dolphin grooming. So Glenn, <laughs> Glenn Powell on this on this podcast will be forever known as the dolphin fucker. But it's it's uh, I, I have I've got huge problems with it, huge problems with it. But the action scene, especially the, the last one at the end, is awesome. It's really good. That you know the twelve. The, the, the 30 eight, minutes of just pure just yeah, that's, shooting that's, that's, and fighting. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. There's no complaints there. And, uh, you know, that 12A rating PG-13, it, it, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter at all. Well, it, you, all they've done is they've just not added the CGI yeah. blood. Yeah, and then a few, like, I reckon there's a few cuts where they cut away a bit sooner than they would have done. Bit for a bit more graphic, like face punching and neck breaks, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, they, 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 there will be an R rated one. Um, yeah, yeah, there's going to be an R rated yeah. Blu ray, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. You can actually see where the cuts are. Yeah. Is, will the unrated Blu ray, do we think, include the scene where Statham takes Rousey violently over <laughs> the card table while the building's around them? Yeah. <laughs> one can only hope. I like say, I like the idea that Statham, while they were filming that end fight scene, went up to Rousey and went, "No, no, no! If you don't fuck me right now, my heart will give out." Haven't you seen the film? We're gonna do it right now in the dust. I think it's Okay then, Gary. General overview, sir. It's your your turn. I think that this was uh, my favorite one of the three, and it's gonna be probably controversial. Because I think the first one, as a whole, is kind of boring compared to the other ones. I don't know what to explain what? this, but no, call me crazy. Call me crazy. I don't think it's stupid, but you know this one. You know, I I enjoy this one. Not leaps and bounds, but I enjoy this one the most. They all have their strengths. It's just this one I enjoy the most, and I like half of the new characters. You know. I thought Kelsey Grammer's small role was great in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Kelsey Grammer was good in it. Uh, Everyone in this movie proved what I've been saying all along, that if you're over 45, you're really good in an Expendables yeah. movie. And if you're under 45, you should be in an Expendables movie. Gary, sorry, back to you. Oh, you're fine. Um, like I said, Ronda Rousey was great. I, I think I was waiting for her to just throw down and... Uh, promised, uh, fulfilled there, I guess. Just beating the crap out of people. Uh, there wasn't a lot. You mean oh, Ronda, you mean Ronda one move, Rousey. <laughs> yeah, hey, that one move works for me. I don't know what it is. It just, but, um, there wasn't a lot of lovey-dovey stuff, which, you know, you get that in action films, and I understand that. You need, uh, to throw a love interest in there, and, you know, doing her thing, and... Was there, was there, like, really a love interest one? Because they had that in the first two, didn't they? And they kind of not bothered with this one, which I kind of liked. It's like, oh, thank you. Well, they, not... they had Banderas going up to Rousey in the best bit, bit where he was like, your name means Luna, it means moon. It was, like, amazing, <laughs> that whole bit. Uh, and he was like, I was thinking about you. Hey, Gary's here. There you go, hey! Gary. Show us hey, a bit, Gary. Yay! beard! Gary, <laughs> <laughs> make some noise so that the Camera goes that's, to you. That's just the taste. This is the taste, guys. You know the the beard for you, just a little bit. You know. Oh my goodness, it's a thing of beauty. There's the beard against the microphone for you guys. Okay. <laughs> Hang on a second. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a miraculous beard. Okay, so sorry. Finish off your general overview. 
Um, yeah, I wasn't hating on the first film at all, really. I just, I just don't like it like I like the other ones. I, I think that um, this one, everybody was pretty much used to their strengths, and you know, and the Kellen Lutz's review and the, you know, the the hacker fellow, you know, to their weaknesses. I thought uh, Antonio was great. Wesley was great. Probably the, the, my favorite. Not probably not my favorite, but it's definitely up there my favorite roles of his that I've seen so far. And I'd love to see a, a Statham snipe spinoff of this movie, just to throw him like in a different country, just throwing knives at people and shit. And <laughs> I, I I want multiple spinoffs of this film. I want uh, an Arnie and Jet Li buddy movie. I want a I want a Jet Li and Dolph Lundgren movie. I want a a Statham Solif movie from this. I want you know, I, 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 I want I want where, I want I all want, these things. Yeah, no, I agree, Chris. I want a spin-off where all the young ones get trapped in a mine and then the mine gets blown up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A, a snuff movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you, Chris. Sorry. No, no, no. I was basically it. Like, I think Sloan himself said he thinks he's aiming towards that kind of Marvel universe thing where they can sort of come off and go go and go their own ways and then and come back together for an Expendables film. Um, I'd be totally down for that. I want as many of these types of things as possible and, and yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll even watch a, the, the young ones in their own solo film with, with Sloan as their like kind of mentor going you know giving, giving advice steady on sir steady on <laughs> I mean don't be wrong I'd, I'd much rather see the other the, the other opportunities but I'd happily watch that one right um, okay uh, yes. I know you basically disagree with me now <laughs> No, no, I agree with all. I I agree. Like the the, the thing was, I watched uh, the press conference yesterday as well, and I heard Stallone talking about if he had his wish, if he had his dream, there would be all these spin-offs and stuff. And Doc and I have talked about doing an Asian spin-off with like Jet Li's uh, crew, and maybe having like Donnie Yen and uh, Sammo Hung and Chow Yun Fat and Jackie Chan mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of those. Um, we've talked about having a Brit Spendables one where you have Darren Shalavi and um, uh, Gary Daniels and Scott Atkins and Jason Statham and Michael Caine and Ray Winston and like you name it, like you just keep going kind of thing. And Helen Mirren, Ronald Corbett, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and we, Roger know, Moore, of course. And Roger Moore. Oh, oh of course. <laughs> you have to have Roger Moore. I have to be there too. Bang, Helen Mirren. Um, somebody for all the ladies. <laughs> but, um, uh, ulti- but ultimately, the, the, the two sad things is that um, I, think, I think it's sad that this one was leaked for two reasons. A, because I think it's not the best one. I think it's... I think it's the worst one. I don't think it's a bad movie, but I think it's the worst one. And I think it's also sad that it got leaked because if it does lose money, then we're not going to get the um, spin-offs and all the like Marvel Universe type thing that he wants to do with it. Like I would love that. Um, I'd be quite happy, I've said before, to watch an Expendables movie every year, even if it was this one every year, uh, just as long as the he took a page out of the second film and killed one of the young ones each film, I would be absolutely fine with it. Um, or all four. Or all four in one. <laughs> no, um, okay, so my overview before we get into, because we've gone off on a tangent, but my overview basically is that the first act and the third act of this movie would be a, a three or a four out of five, but the middle act of this movie was like a one out of five. That was when I watched it first of all. I've subsequently then watched 
part of a screener, not the downloaded leaked copy, but part of a screener <laughs> I was sent. Honestly, part, honestly, uh, part of a screener that I was sent last night, and I rewatched it. And actually, a second time, the film is better because the second time the film goes quicker because you know what's going to happen. My main problem with watching it the first time in the cinema was that. Um, the whole storyline with the young'uns is kind of irrelevant because you know what's going to happen. So you're sat there going, okay, wait for them to get captured, wait for them to get captured, wait for them to get captured. Like, why am I sat here watching uh, this, like, long drawn out, let's get this new group of people together. Um, then when the new pe group of people together uh, are there, they're really shitty to the old group, which is the reason why we go into the movie in the first place. And then which is annoying, and then there's this whole like Mission Impossible sequence which doesn't really work out because it's not done as well or as flashy or as interesting as any of the Mission Impossible films and kind of doesn't really fit in an Expendables movie. Um, and, uh, you know, and then the, the, the old team show back up again and it's great to see the old team back but there isn't like enough of a fanfare or, or an hurrah or a sort of um, big moment. It should have been, you know, I've said before, it should have been like Stallone and uh, Schwarzenegger at the the, the uh, airfield when the team have been captured and Stallone has been um, injured and he goes back to the airfield and Schwarzenegger is there. And Conrad should have sent another small team to the airfield and then while Stallone and Schwarzenegger were fighting, all of a sudden one of this uh, small team of bad guys gets like a knife in the face like right down in the middle of his face and then he pulls it out and the body falls away and it's just Statham and he's like you can't do it without me you can't and then <laughs> the music goes bam ba ba da bam ba da and Statham comes in and it's amazing that's what it should have been I'm getting excited just thinking about that and it wasn't in the rather than him just showing up and being like ah well you know whatever Get us on the plane, you asshole. You know, whatever. Like, which was fine and everything. And and you know, Brian Tyler tried to do his very best with the the music to kind of accentuate that moment and all the rest of it. But basically, I I feel like my main problem for hating the young ones was that um, the apart from them being really bad actors and apart from it over, they were they were just all awful. Um, yeah, I agree. And <laughs> and apart from them being really bad actors. It, it ground the film to a halt, but on an actual, let's look at it logically. First of all, making this one the one that's PG-13 and putting it out to a wide audience, but then making the plot all about what it means to be an expendable and the past of the expendables meeting the present of the expendables and having like, you can't really watch the third one without having seen the first two, really. Because there's not enough time to reestablish the dynamic of all the characters, and there's not enough time to like um, establish what the Expendables mean or who the Expendables are. So the only reason Conrad has any weight, or Snipes coming in has any weight, or or any of it has any weight, is because of the first two movies. So making the third one the one that you want to show to everyone is like a bad idea, and then. Having the new guys come in, which no fan of this series wants, okay, you're doing it purely to get a wider audience. But you've already fucked that because you've made the story something that needs the older audience to appreciate it. But even so, let's say, okay, there's a new audience watching this. What is meant, what, how are you meant to like the new team where the first 
15 minutes of the movie, which are amazing. There's this great action sequence. I mean, it's not as good as part one or part two in any any stretch of the imagination, but it's a good action sequence at the beginning. And you're like, okay, I'm invested in this team. I'm invested in these people. You know, there's a big incident that happens that I'm not going to spoil, but there's a big incident that happens that really brings this team together. So you're watching it as an audience member, and you're like, okay, so this is the team. Here we are. We're following them. Oh, wait a minute. No. And it just grinds everything to a halt with what Stallone's character decides to do. Then we have to. Then the movie starts again. We almost have to ignore everything that happened in the first 16 minutes. And then the movie starts again with this whole we're getting the team together. Well, I, I, I don't. And then when the team gets together, they're really shitty to the people you've just watched for the first 20 minutes and invested it. Even if you're a new audience member. And if you're an old audience member, you're like, hey, don't talk to fucking. Uh, Lundgren like that, you little shit. He could break your legs. <laughs> so it's like I, I didn't really understand. To be fair, the old Extremals are shitty towards the young ones initially. We, I think it's like right. right, but they have <laughs> well, <every I'm> <laughs> well, I'm 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 just saying. So it's like kind of like who the fuck are you? Well, who the fuck are you? Is that one of those? Yeah, like, I, I, kind of... I get that. I get that. But uh, yeah. The, yeah. the problem is we've got two films worth of baggage with these people. Yeah. So we're never going to oh, yeah, side with the guy from Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Sloan's... Transporter I... series, Twilight series. Oh, <laughs> Transporter. <laughs> stupid twins. I, I think the idea of bringing the young ones is just kind of like Sloan trying to bring in something new and so maybe, you know, you know what? There's not really any action film stars, so let's make some new action film stars, I think. I, I think maybe I that's what Sloan's got in the back of his head rather than trying to, like, let's keep it young and youthful and fresh. I think he's more kind of, well, no, let's let's make the Spenders more than that. It's not just the old guys. Let's make some new action guys our own because there's not many of them about. It's all superheroes in comic book films now. So I, I totally maybe. get that, but he does it to the... The storyline is where he gets rid of the Expendables... Is really shitty to to the to the you know characters that we've got really used to. Yeah, so but I think it's understandable though. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I totally bought the reasonings why because you understand because it's you See, know. He's... My my feeling was Chris, if you had had it so that it's established in the first few minutes when we meet. Mel Gibson's character. And by the way, Mel Gibson's amazing in this movie. Snipes is amazing in this movie. Ford is just the look in his eyes. Just is like he's hmm. just telling he's just a fucking cunt. And you know, just, all, uh... all the all the older actors bring their A game. Every single one of them. Banderas is amazing. Snipes is amazing. Ford is amazing. Grammar is. I loved all of them. It was great. Hmm. Uh, I really did. So when we first meet Gibson, it's like we're gonna need. A, he's got a whole fucking army. And Snipes mentions, oh, we used to be 22 Expendables. He mentions that in a, in a, in a conversation. <laughs> so I would have had no problem, right, Chris, following your line of logic, which I agree <laughs> with. I would have had no problem then building the team up, right, with added people, some of whom could have been young. I would have had no problem with that. You could have added a bunch of older guys, but you could have also added a bunch of younger guys. No argument with that at all because you'd already established that the villain was someone who needed an army to take down right and we already know from the trailer right that the youngins get kidnapped and therefore the oldies are going to come back in yeah. anyway we already know that from the trailer so I have to say that while I agree yes Stallone wants to like introduce new action stars <coughs> Scott Atkins <coughs> I know he didn't <laughs> 
I know in the second one, but yeah, he, but he was wasted. He was wasted, and I, I think he should have still had more Scott Atkins and Van Damme in number two. He plays a Russian with a beard in the second one. He could have shaved his head, shaved his face, and come in as a as like Statham's yeah. brother in this one without any problem. Um, Darren Shalavi should have been in it. He's still fairly young. I wouldn't have even minded like I don't know a Matt Damon or something, or I mean you know someone who's done. Or Jeremy Renner, like someone. Wasn't, wasn't Nick Cage going to be like the Kelsey Grammer role or something? Or something? Yeah, I think he was, yeah. But, I mean, that would have been pretty thankless for Cage. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm aware Gary hasn't said anything, so I'll give, give you a chance to second, Gary. But I just wanted to finish my thought. Basically, you <clears throat> first of all, you don't need the young ones kidnapped because they already have a personal reason, two personal reasons, to go after Stonebanks. They already mm. have a reason. So, narratively... It doesn't make any sense. It just drags the movie out and makes the second act completely irrelevant. You don't need it. You already have a personal revenge mission and also a I should have killed you in the past and I thought I had but I didn't bit from Stallone. Mm. So you well, have I think your reasoning. The thing with Mel Gibbs Stonebanks is the fact that it, the way uh, Stallone, um, Barney, is it Barney, yeah, Barney Ross. Yeah. Um, that that's what that's what's questioning me. He doesn't give a shit if he dies. It's it's the other piece, so that's why he cuts his ties with the Expendables. No, no, I understand. So, so, so he goes, so he brings in the, these new guys, and then these guys get captured. Now they're like, shit, I've done it again. So it comes, it it, it comes like more. Then it's more that that kind of shit I've done and made the same same mistakes again. And now it's like, well, you know what? You need your friends to get you out of this fucking hole. Let's fucking do this together. And then that's what happens. And that's yeah, essentially just, what the it wasn't. Well, in yeah. which case it wasn't. I mean, I'm glad you saw it that way. I really am. But it wasn't written or acted well enough for, for that. Listen, then, if fair, that's the reason. fair enough. I mean, the young ones um, could have been better. But because to, because I, didn't, to I, me, I didn't mind them as much. That's, I think that's what really right. is. Because to me, bringing the young ones in and then getting them kidnapped and making that the impetus for going to get uh, stone banks completely and utterly. Uh, glossed over and ruined the original reason. And, mm. and, and like, I didn't watch it in the way you clearly watched it. Like, I watched it, um, you know, uh, feeling like it's sort of a repetitive thing. Mm -hmm. The first act and the second act do exactly, narratively speaking, I just mean narratively, I'm just talking from a script point yeah. of view, narratively speaking, they do the same thing. Anyway, I've got lots more points, but Gary, go ahead, and, and Doc, go ahead and say some stuff. Uh, yeah, Gary. Yeah, yeah, I think the thing with the young ones was, um, especially them going to rescue them. They had the whole, they had the whole, well, Mel Gibson, Mel, Mel, Mel Gibson had that whole speech uh, in the van. After, of course, they uh, abduct him so easily that you know this is actually it was not going to be the easy. So you know about how Barney basically doesn't care about his teammates, and you know they got bumped off, and he didn't care. So I guess you know the whole point of them going to rescue them was, of course to show that Barney does care about his teammates. And I think the point of adding these new people, you know, as good or bad as they are, is that they have so not so few team members, but, you know, I want to call it Jet Li an absentee team member because he's making so much more films in Asia than in America. Right. So he can't do very much in the films because he's so busy over there. So. But at least he shows up. Like He, he does show up, yes. In a very bromance sense with, uh, with Trench there and uh, that was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, at least Jet Li shows up. Like, fair play. Like, it doesn't matter whether he's only in these movies for five minutes. I would rather he actually show up than not show up at all. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
And I actually really liked that helicopter sequence with him, Ford, and and uh, Schwarzenegger at the end. I really enjoyed that. Uh, you want to say, don't get cocky kids so bad, I can tell, but Lucas probably sued his ass off. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else will say their lines. Yeah. <laughs> but I really like the humor in the film, though. Didn't I also like, pick up on the subtle sort of like humor that they kept like referencing like the the, the, like, the other films and the things that surround the films, like with, with Bruce Willis dropping I, out I, and... Yeah, I mean, I actually thought that there was a lot less in this than in the other two. I actually thought that this one, it, if it, anything, was more seriously written and seriously yeah. acted than the other ones. Not in a bad way, in, in, in a welcome yeah. way. I, I enjoyed it. I loved the knife before Christmas line. I thought yeah. that was great. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, think, I think what the key was, it, it was the, they were just um, rattling through it. They weren't like, A, hitting you over the head with a big sledgehammer, and they weren't lingering it too long. It was like, they just throw it in and like, just move on to the next thing. They don't yeah, like yeah. so. It's, so it's just there. Go ha! Oh, so we did that, and you, know, you just go straight onto it. I mean, I think that's one of the things where I like about it. it went like with the plot, and it just went. It just kind of like it felt energetic to me. Um, so yeah, the second the, the, the second time I watched it, definitely. The first time I watched it because yeah. I knew that the arc of the second act, mm-hmm. I wasn't into it so much. The, what I will agree with you, Gary, is I think that the second act when they get kidnapped, or before they get kidnapped, allows Gibson to have his moments. And I yeah. really, really, really appreciated Gibson in this movie. I really liked him. I thought he I thought he was so much better in this than he was in Machete Kills. Definitely. Everyone's better in, in Machete Kills. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, uh, that, that scene in the van where you just basically just choose the fucking scenery, you just basically choose out... Uh, Stallone. Yeah. He's basically Martin Riggs gone wrong. Yes. <laughs> well, that's basically it. Yeah. He's great in it. Mel Gibson's fantastic yeah. in it. I really thought Ford good. was really good in it. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some later movies with Ford where I'm like, wake up! Like, you yeah, know. Ford, Ford looked like he was having fun. Mm. Yeah. And him yeah. going, what does he say? Um, drum, drummer's bringing it or drummers here or something he says when he's in the helicopter it's really great and then he's like come on lads let's change the tempo and all that I was just like this is awesome I want to watch Ford quipping wise and dropping bombs he does does more in it than Bruce Willis did in the second one oh fuck yeah he does more in it than I was expecting I mean he's in like four or five big scenes I I thought he'd be like five minutes tops and he's out but he keeps turning up and he really is good in it well, Stallone uh, said that apparently they're they're like old friends. I never even knew, but apparently they used to go on auditions together in the seventies when they were both like struggling actors and would like complain that they were never going to get parts. Um, <laughs> that's, that's so random. And apparently, that's that's how they're old mates, and they've known each other for like longer almost than he's known Schwarzenegger. Just think, we could have uh, could have had a like a Tango Cash, but with. Ford and Stallone. Maybe I would still it. watch it. I would still yeah. watch it. Rambo and Indiana Jones. Yeah, exactly. it should. That'd be awesome. It would. Um, oh, with, it Gary, would. With, with Gary Hill in the background just stroking his beard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I demand Hollywood only put Gary Hill in films. <laughs> That's what I was like. I thought it was one of the best things about this movie that, you know, the whole controversy of Bruce Willis wanting to get paid more money and blah, 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 and, you know, they cut him out entirely, replaced him with a bunch of other people, and they made a much better film than if he would have been in it, really, in my opinion. 
Yeah, because Willis, Willis is another one that in the first two movies he really annoys me because I feel like... He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, there's two types of Willis, and it really shows up on camera. It really, really shows up on camera. There's, like, original diehard Willis, but when he's in a movie he cares about, he's really, really good. And then there's cop-out, diehard yes. five, Expendables 2 Willis. Paycheck Willis. Yeah, he just doesn't give a shit. And it shows. It really fucking shows. And he was terrible in, in, in those. So I'm glad. I'm actually glad he – I didn't miss him at all. I was actually glad he wasn't back because I loved I was I I loved Ford so much in this film and I really enjoyed the fact that there was an you know they they went on about the whole PG thirteen thing but there was more swearing in this than there have been in any of the other movies I mean they say shit about fifteen times and I think there's at least two fucks in it as well especially Ford going up to Stallone going you fucked it up like <laughs> yeah yeah he, yeah, he proper chews out Stallone in the election in his first scene he's just like you fucked. <laughs> and then he turns around and then he goes, he oh, goes, yeah. and he goes. But it was lovely to meet you, Barney. Like that. Yeah. I, it was, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was so. I think that's the biggest shame for me is that there is so much to enjoy in the movie that with just a bit of a rewrite. And look, I, I'll accept that either Stallone wants to create new action heroes and or the studio when we need a bigger audience. But. And I don't mind there not being gore, and I don't mind you know them having the new people in it. If it was, you, you, my only point is you don't narratively need to get rid of the old team. It would have been so much better. Imagine the banter, right? If the old team had gone round with Kelsey Grammer, picking out new people, and imagine like the little like banter you could have had behind that, and you could have made it a lot more exciting. What Plus, was them going like, "Who the fuck's this guy?" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Wouldn't, they wouldn't have picked anyone. Fuck her. Fuck her. No, but into them all. <laughs> also, it it was like. Uh, I was watching. There's a really funny review that our friend Philip posted in the in the Facebook group the other day, um, and I forget the guy who does them, um, but he he does a lot of action reviews. Um, I'm going to try and find his name now, but he brought up a good point, um, and that was he was saying, oh, his name is Matt Roller, um, who does uh, a lot of stuff on YouTube, um, uh, some great reviews and stuff uh, on YouTube under under movie review or. Um, I don't know what it is, old school. Anyway, he does a lot of old school action stuff, and, and he's really good. And he made a point that out of all the people you go see, right, you've got uh, Glenn uh, Dolphin Fucker Pal, right, <laughs> who on top of fucking dolphins wants to also fuck the rock because he's holding on to this cliff face in like a – I think it's meant to be a slight joke on cliffhanger because Stallone kind of goes, oh, I could do that. Hmm. Anyway <laughs> – he looks over to like a slight rocky outcrop and goes, you know what? I need to be on you. And I'm like, what is this? This kind of weird sexual I need to be on you. He goes to grab it. The rock falls away and then he turns into a CGI action man as his CGI um, uh, uh, parachute opens and flies away. So that's Utterly tedious. Why you'd hire that guy, I've no idea. I'm like, well, he can't even. Also, can I add that when it came to like the big action scene at the end, he's climbing up a lift shaft, and that was it. Didn't I don't think he actually had any purpose of. I'm just going to climb this. But did you see him? I mean, he doesn't have any purpose anyway. I mean, he looks like he's the guy with the computer can like so you can stop the bomb and then then can do. Yeah, but again, that was like that was ridiculous. If you had had 
you could have had Jet Li show up at that point, right? Let's say Jet Li or whatever. Or let's say Jet Li was in the whole movie. Or let's say, uh, who knows? You, if Jet Li had shown up and gone, I know how to do this, and like had fiddled with some stuff, pressed a button, and they would it? Would, you don't need a computer technician, is what I'm saying. Anyone could have yeah. fucking done that. In fact, what am I saying? Gunner is as meant to have gone to MIT, and yes, he's fucked his brain up with drugs, but Gunner, like, let Gunner have his fucking moment. Like, yeah. it doesn't. You don't need. Yeah. Anyway, so you have Dolphin fuck a pal. He was awful. Um, Ortiz. Yeah, Ortiz. Ortiz fires one gun. That's all he does. He fires one bullet out yeah. of one gun into some CGI asylum movie style explosions, right? So why you'd hire him, no idea. Um, fucking Ellen Klutz loses a fight for money, right? And is no good at doing anything, seemingly, except being a stroppy, whiny cunt who needs to be throat-punched by Liam Neeson repeatedly, right? Why you'd hire him, no idea. And then you have Ronda Rousey, who's a bouncer who breaks the law by instead of restraining the people having a fight in her club, smashing them over the head with a bottle. Now, out of the four of them, Rousey is the only one I could possibly understand you hiring because, let's be fair, um, Christmas needs someone to fuck. So I completely understand. Because <laughs> Charisma Carpenter, not in this movie. Her, not Sir, not appearing in this film. <laughs> but... The only person who actually shows they have any talent is Antonio Banderas, and they get angry with him and walk away. I'm like, no, no, he just showed you he had talent, while the other four showed you absolutely nothing of any worth. Can whatsoever. I just point out while we're on Banderas, <laughs> can anyone think his character could have easily just been cut out, and it would not have made any difference whatsoever? But it wouldn't have been as good a film. Yeah, he I think he's going to be yeah. a bit of a marmite, people. I think he's, uh, he's going to a lot of people gonna enjoy him, and I think equally amount of people gonna get irritated by him. Him in the I think I think honestly, from statements they made at the um, uh, press conference, that if there is another one, or if there is a spin-off, Banderas will be in it. Banderas mm. seems incredibly excited about doing more of these movies. Mm. I um, welcome that. I think he was great. Yeah, no, he he proper went for it. Uh, I I personally would have preferred him to play bad guy myself, but. Maybe See, I, just... I liked him in the final fight going, this is the best time of my life! I love that. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. He, he does more than any of those kids do put together. He's, yes. like, yeah. he's talking while he's shooting. He's great in it. He's, he's so wooing great. Ronda Rousey to the point where she's visibly moist. <laughs> <laughs> Your name is Luna. It's Mina the Moon. And then he's like running around shooting Yeah, he just, it just runs off and starts... Shooting thing, yeah. I mean, you know, I that oh, I just it was it was such a shame that they, you know, and then so that was all a problem. But um, uh, so I didn't really understand any of that, and it could have been done so much quicker. My main problem on the technical side um, was that whatever the video stock is they're using, it looks like an asylum movie for a, um, a movie that is a hundred million dollar budget plus. The CGI looked terrible, like awful throughout the film. Uh, it would really bother me. They weren't real explosions. It really, really bothered me. When you, I just watched the first and second one back to back before I went to see this one, and this one looks like the DTV version of the first and second ones in terms of the way it looks. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I don't know whether it's uh, the director or whether it's the editor, but the editing was atrocious. The continuity was really bad. Even take outside of the action sequence, which I thought was weirdly choppily edited, where you were having to follow four different fights all at once, rather than rather than montaging it better, they they kind of went between the helicopter to Statham fighting the big guy to um, uh, Banderas wooing Rousey to Stallone being pinned down to like, and you were following all of these strains rather than it being easier or, or better or more fluid. But um, that editing aside, there is specifically when uh, Christmas, uh, Snipes and Stallone are talking in the uh, plane at the beginning the continuity with Statham doesn't match at all. And then what there's even... Snipes in the middle, you know, with his reactions with... No, with meaning that when you go from the front shot to the side shot yeah. to the other side shot to back to the front shot again, their heads are all in different positions. At one point, Statham's looking left, then he's looking right, sometimes looking forward. Same with Snipes, same with Stallone. They're all in different positions. There's no continuity. It looks like it's made up from, like five or six different takes that were filmed 12 or 15 hours apart. I mean, it doesn't it, it doesn't look good at all. And then there's one bit in a particularly dramatic scene which really bothered me, where Snipes is putting a... I'm going to say Snipes is putting a rag onto someone's wound. That's all I'm going to say. And then in the overhead shot, does exactly the same thing again. So, But an, an editor would have realized... A better editor would have realized that and and mm. done it differently. And I, I think it, it looks like it was edited in a week by someone who wasn't really paying attention. Kellen Lutz. Yeah, <laughs> Ellen Klutz. I'm going to blame Ellen Klutz for it. Uh, Ellen the cunt Klutz. Yeah, you don't see that kind of shitty editing in Mononk. <laughs> <laughs> I was drinking water, you fuck. <laughs> you always it, it, should, it should have been directed by Jack Tatties. <laughs> Jack's had eating his vegetables. When Gunnar could not work the computer at the end, it reminded me very much of uh, Charlie Chaplin in Modern Times or Jack Tatty's Momon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gary, say something, sir. I'm worried you've been so quiet. I love having you here, but, but say something. No, I think that the, the idea of the young ones in the movie, like they, they really didn't matter really. So they were kind of like nothing characters. They right. were just there for the others to rescue them, essentially. So it's very much old. <laughs> I think they they put the point across pretty well that old school is better than new school. Yeah, that, it, it was just done in a shitty way, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the editing thing too, by the way, John. It's just uh, I think your average, you know, novish, n novish, novish. That sounds like something from Lord of the Rings. He is from the land of Nov. He is novish. <laughs> oh, your average uh, novice uh, action fan would go to the, to the cinema to go see this movie. And I'm sure a lot of folks are going to go to the cinema to go see this movie, by the way. And um, watch it and not really notice these things. Just, you know, like, look at the explosions. Boom, boom, boom. I, I, I really think they're trying to get the Fast and Furious crowd. Yeah, definitely. Get the younger people in, and then you know. And really then, ignore... then, Doc, then Doc, they should have made a good movie. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I did like it. Oh, that's fine. I think that um, the PG-13 aspect of it, it, what did make it bad, I did get a lot of CG blood in this movie. And I enjoyed that because I got a lot of that in the first movie, 
Not that I'm bitching about it, you know, I love to see Stallone cut a guy's hand up and then stick the knife in his chest. That's always a lot of fun to watch. I finally did done it to Glenn Powell. <laughs> <laughs> and they kill his dolphin friend while he's at it, you know. Yeah. Yes, if you write down his air hole. Yeah. It, yeah, it just cuts to Statham and he's fucking the air hole of the dolphin. <laughs> he's fucking How did you dead. like them apples, Glenn? <laughs> he's dead, but I'm not finished. <laughs> And then they're ironically eating a tuna fish sandwich afterwards. <laughs> or yeah. is it tuna fish? But, I, uh, listen, I think it's going to be great. I Hopefully, the Blu-ray will have like a, a different cut in it. Not so much a cut with more blood in it, just the one where all of a sudden Stallone will turn to talk to Ellen Clarks and it will just cut all the new ones out completely. <laughs> and you can see none of them. And I'll be like, that is such a good fucking film. Yeah, plus a lot, a lot of people are talking about the fatherly aspect. Like Lutz is a um, a shadow of what um, Barney Ross was. Like his character is like Barney Ross looking back as being. But to be honest, although they have also a friendly relationship, there is a um, Barney Ross the leader, Barney Ross the teacher, to kind of like Statham's. Like him, him and Statham's buddy thing. All the lines where Ellen Klutz was like, "Why are we going after this guy? And what's so important about this guy? And blah 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 blah." Statham could have had. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it didn't really need to be um, Cunty Klutz. Yeah, but then again, Statham knew like not like his place, but he knew how to follow orders too. Well, these these kids were clearly you know just there to say, "Okay, we're paid to do a job." But then again, yeah. why are we here? That kind of bullshit. And the, the, <laughs> the Alan Clutz character could have worked if it was played by somebody good. <laughs> you know, you could, you, could, you could have somebody come in and sort of, you know, the next guy who's eventually going to lead them. He's just, he's got nothing about him. Who, who would you cast as, like, the young... Ish expendables like okay, hey, that's that's place. Me. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. Get Clint off. Eastwood. <laughs> Charles Bronson. He's dead. Why that shouldn't stop them? Reanimate the corpse. Bring it on. If they're gonna have this much CGI in the movie, they could have had a CGI Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> they could reanimate Tupac in hologram form. Why not, huh? <laughs> Right, exactly. My main problem was the kids with this film. And I had problem. I thought I was going to have a huge problem when uh, Liam Hemsworth was in Expendables 2. I watched Expendables 2 yesterday before I went to the cinema. And Liam Hemsworth is really good in Expendables 2. He uh, delivers lines really well. He tells that story about when he was in uh, uh, was it Iraq. You know, yeah. He was, yeah. In, he was in the war. And it's fantastic. The, these kids got nothing to do, really. They just they're just there to get captured. Also, um, when when Rousey is trying to look all like smug and hard, she looks like an eight year old taking a shit. <laughs> she does she does that like face, and I'm like, what's all that about, Rousey? Keep your mole on. <laughs> Well, she's clearly a non-actress, you know. I, I would say about this. She's a she's a fighter, she's, you know. She she's a good fighter. Yeah. She is a good, she is a good fighter. Uh, I would have honestly preferred the woman from the second one to come back. I would have much preferred that. Or Gina Carano. 
Yeah. Or Gina Carano. I, yeah, I haven't liked how in press conferences Stallone's been like, well, Ronda Rousey, she's one of a kind. I'm like, <laughs> Gina Carano, way better actress, <laughs> way hotter, way better at fighting. Or Charles Bronson in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. the Tash still. Got to keep the Tash. Yeah, definitely. And then the Rosie's going. Hey, I'm killing Lutz's character. I used to be a bouncer in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying, listen, I mean, in all honesty, Chris, I've been thinking about this because someone asked me, like, well, who would you have cast as the young ones? And and the truth is I would have got Rick Mail, Aid Edmondson, Nigel Player. No, okay, um, uh, that's a young oh. one's joke for anyone that's out of there. Yes. Um, no, I, I, and I've, I've thought about it, and I honestly couldn't tell you because I, genu I generally hate actors who are under 45. I generally find none of their movies interesting whatsoever. Um, like the smoke. Yeah, they, they really are. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. this is the main problem with the new Spider-Man, uh, for example, is I really liked Andrew Garfield as an actor until he did the new Spider-Man, but now in the new Spider-Man, he's some hipster, scruffy-haired, cool, smug dick that I just want to punch in the cock repeatedly with a baseball bat. So I don't really, like, there, there, isn't, there aren't any young actors who are really, not male anyway, I mean female. I, I, I think if you weren't playing Captain America, Chris Evans could have got away with it. Sure. Oh, someone of like Chris, um, Chris Hemsworth or Chris Evans' age group, like kind of early to mid-30s, definitely. There's plenty, yeah. of, plenty of those about. But um, in terms of if you want 20-somethings, Twenty uh, yeah, is too, yeah, too too gr uh, too young. They're not like I haven't got the gruffness. I haven't got the, the kind of right attitude. They're all like kind of like oh, tally ho. What's, yeah. what, 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 what are we doing now? They've got no world. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, wariness, no like like no. I've seen things. But man. but ulti but ultimately, because I'll accept that I get it. Like they, he wanted to hire athletes and MMA mm. fighters and boxers and all the rest of it, and I got no problem with that. So. Frank Bruno. Yeah, Frank Bruno would have been great <laughs> in the movie. Chris Eubank. Um, yeah, Chris Eubank. With his monocle <laughs> and his star. Expendables. They'd have to change the name of the Expendables, though, wouldn't they? Expendables. <laughs> I am now a member of the Expendables. What, 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 what? <laughs> I'm going to buy a pier in Brighton and live on it. Um... <laughs> Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. No, I don't mind them adding the new people. I really don't mind them adding the new people, but it doesn't narratively make any sense the way they did it. They should have just added the... They should have just had it. We need an army to get Gibson's character and then start to put together an army. Now, if you want, like, the Gibson grandstanding bits when you kidnap some people, by all means have him then kidnap the young ones out of that army that they're putting together, that's absolutely fine. It was the getting rid of the old ones altogether and then having some weird emo montage where, like, Statham is sat on a couch somewhere drinking a beer. I'm like, where is this? I'm like, why is he and not... And throws with... a knife at his telly. Yeah, why is he, why is he not... I, with, like... I think he probably does that anyway, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But why is he not with, like... Mickey Where's the remote? Oh, fuck it. Yeah. Why is he not with oh, Mickey Rourke? Oh, fuck, Geordie Shaw's on. <laughs> <laughs> but why is he not with Mickey Rourke double-teaming Charisma Carpenter? That's what I want to know. Because <laughs> I imagine when he's, when he's well, off... Well, he's dribbly lit. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Mickey was too busy double-teaming uh, Jessica Alba with Josh Brolin doing Sin City 2. 
Yeah, exactly. But Charisma looks behind her. She's like, are you dribbling on my back again, <laughs> Mickey? Statham's like, stop dribbling on my girl's back. Just a minute, just a minute, Mickey. I've got a stamp here. You? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm doing impressions, guys. I apologize. In the middle, in the middle, he's like, I've got to post a letter, and he just puts. <laughs> oh, fucking forgot. <laughs> he's got a stamp. He's like, dribble on this, will you? <laughs> I do the envelope while you're at it, Mickey. There you go. <laughs> I don't want to get a paper cut on my lips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is fucking hilarious. That'll be a deleted scene. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, so, okay, so let's try and get back to some good stuff. I mean, apart from the acting and apart from the CGI, which really did bother me, and the editing. Um, I, I, I genuinely enjoyed the first action, like, extended sequence, and I genuinely um, enjoyed um, the, the ending, closing action sequence. Uh, and, and actually, having watched the middle again, um, I'm getting a call or something. What's happening? I'm getting a call. That's really weird. Who's calling? Jason Ritter. I don't know who's trying to add themselves, but I don't have the ability. So Jim I don't know Dickens. what's going on. I honestly don't know what's going on. <laughs> this is not Ronda Rousey, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, oh, uh, Peter Osmond says it has some awful editing. And Robert Long says, when is Michael Caine going to be in The Expendables? I'm not sure who was calling then, guys, but I'm really sorry about that. I, I don't know what was going on. I don't know how to add you. Nothing's popping up, so nothing's telling me, so I don't know. I think it's probably Jason Ritter going, The Rock! The Rock! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is! That's exactly who it is. I bet you it's Jason Ritter going, The Rock! The fucking Rock! <laughs> I bet that's what's happening, exactly. That's my Ritter impression. He's probably listening to Hooked on a Feeling and, and uh, <laughs> masturbating with Uncle Jeffrey. <laughs> so, uh, In his van. So you're not a... So, John, you're not a fan of uh, The Rock being the bad baddie in the uh, the new one? Although if, if there is a, new, like a sequel. Uh, no, I think that's a terrible idea. I honestly do think that's a terrible idea. I don't think I, I don't think after Van Damme and Gibson you can go the rock with the bad guy. I really don't. I mean, if I had my ultimate way, if I really had uh, my wish list, I honestly, and people laugh at me when I say this, but I would honestly have like Seagal and Hulk Hogan um, as the bad guys, but Seagal would have to agree to take off his weave so that they both never do that. Never so they in a million years. So they both had a skullet. I want the skullet <laughs> twins. Uh, Seagal with his black painted on beard, but his skullet because he's removed the weave. And Hulk Hogan, and they just both sit I around eating. But no, I mean, I would no, I would honestly, I think. For my taste, the the only reason to have Expendables movies is to is to give work to the guys we still want to see do action. Honestly, I mean, I understand he's trying to experiment. I understand he wants to set up new action stars, but they're just not there yet. No. They they're really just not there yet. Um, 
Statham's still got a ton of years in him. I think Couture could probably still do some stuff. Um, hell, even Van Damme and Lundgren are churning out 15 moves a year. Scott Atkins is like clearly the one who should be the next up-and-coming action star because he's been amazing for 20 years. Darren Shalavi has been amazing for 30 years. Like, if, if you need to get young guys in, get Ikaruwe's in from the raid. Right, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. As like Jet Li's cousin or something. Yeah, I mean, just because, you know, obviously there's a, probably a language barrier, but he's got a ton more charisma than any of, any of those four. Yeah. And it have got people in. I mean, and don't, don't was, worry, it doesn't matter about the language barrier, you can just have him dubbed by Roger Moore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have him show up going like, like that, and over the top it's like, well, hello, my dear, could I <laughs> should I... Should I put on my safari jacket? I see your name is Bonnie Ross. You want me to join the Expendables? I'm in. As long I'm as it's poussé. I'm in, and by in I mean all the way up. Okay. I'm balls deep in the Expendables. <laughs> I also think Brian Blessed should be an Expendable, but as his character from Flash Gordon. Yes, wings and all. Yeah. yeah. See, see, wouldn't Timothy Dalton make a really good bad guy for the next one? Uh, no, Timothy Dalton would make a really good good guy. I want Timothy Dalton on the good guy side. Either way, we want Timothy Dalton in. Yeah, more than Pierce Brosnan. I mean, I like Pierce Brosnan, but but more than Pierce Brosnan, I want Dalton in. Hmm. I, I do. I still like the idea of Cage coming in as a bad guy. That that would be good. Like, be really be, really he, but I want him to be proper, like Caster Troy, crazy. Yes. Like, arms dealer. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. That's that. And halfway through the film, he swaps with John Travolta. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely, I agree. Oh, hang on a second. We've got more messages. People are actually messaging us on the Google Hangout. Uh, Philip says they should get Bill Murray for Expendables Four, and Robert Long asks, "What about George Stover?" Well. Uh, am I the only one on the panel who knows who George Stover is? Probably. Okay, no, why he's, he's in all of Don Dola's movies, and he was in the first couple of John Waters' movies, and clearly none of you have been listening to the After Movie Diner. Shame on you. I'm terrible. <laughs> I know George Stover is. Yeah, I, I know. I've before. Yes, indeed, Doc. But I would have uh, Stover in his... Stover did a movie called Stakes, where he played like a kick-ass priest who goes after some vampires, and he actually wore a beret with like a, a cross symbol on it and stuff that looks a lot like uh, what Stallone wears. So I would, yeah, I'd happily have George Stover in there. Plus he played a Vietnam vet in Blood Massacre, so he's had the action background. He could make shit out of like paint cans and circular saw blades and things. It would be really good. I think that's what the Expendables needs as well because let's be fair, Expendables 3 to me felt like an A-team episode, like a proper... It yes. felt finally that the Expendables had kind of become the A-team. So in the fourth one, I want them building shit out of, like... Yes. Um, you know, they get trapped. They get locked in a warehouse and are forced to build, like, some awesome battering ram car truck flying beast thing. Made from the body parts of the young ones. <laughs> yeah, like Mad Max, they strap the body parts <laughs> and the skulls and things and the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Ellen Clutz on the front of the car going, oh, was it? I didn't sign up for this. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Clutz. Clutz, you can't. You can't. You can't. I, I, I'd just like to say, though, uh, I just really want people to... I, I do want people to see it. Yes, I do. I do, I do. Yeah. 
I really want people to see it. Uh, I, I think it will be a success, I think, despite the... I, I, really, I really hope it is, because I've got to watch it again to really fully appreciate it. Mm. My main problem is the middle of the film, the young people. Mel Gibson is awesome in it. He's so good in it. He's a really good yeah. bad guy. So different different to Jean-Claude Van Damme um, yeah. in number two. Jean-Claude Van Damme in number two is really good. Really, yeah. he's, he's got that crazy... If 500 grams of plutonium could change the very balance of the world, <laughs> imagine what five tons could do. Interesting, just, yes? It's, it's just all the, all the shit he does. Like, the, what's this? The symbol? Yeah. No, I, like symbol. I like symbol. I like symbol. I saw the shit when he squares off the slow his hair with a knife. He's like, uh, all, the, all this stuff. Yeah, all he just, is that yeah, all it is? I yeah. want my money's worth. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And when he really hits it, that you <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's so good. But uh, he's totally different, Mel Gibson. Yeah, but he, but he should be. Uh, he should be more b- uh, bad guys Van Damme. But yeah, Mel Gibson again, fantastic. Yeah, the best thing about Mel Gibson is like uh, when he's like, "How how many people do I need to kill ten guys?" And he's like, "Look, it's easy. It just shoots like two of his army members." <laughs> I was like, "That's awesome." Yeah, I also would have much liked a longer Stallone and Gibson fight. And yeah, I, I'd have preferred somebody as well who uh, a right hand man for Mel Gibson for Statham to fight. I know he yeah. got that really big guy, but. We knew Statham was going to beat that really big guy because we yeah. don't know shit about that really big guy. All of a sudden, it was like Mel Gibson turned around. Well, well, no, well, no one beat Statham anyway, did they? No. Well, no. Well, <laughs> I, it's going to be interesting to watch Fast 7 because I have no idea how they're going to make it so that he wins <laughs> without killing everybody <laughs> because he has to win. He's Jason Statham. I he think wins. the last shot of Fast 7 should be just be like Vin Diesel getting up, The Rock getting up, all sort of battered and bloody again. Oh, let's just call it a draw. And just stay here. <laughs> yeah, all right. And yeah, all right then. Counts. And then he, he grabs... Um, uh, oh, no, she died, didn't she? Um, the French bird in the in the, in the sixth one, yeah, didn't she? He just walks up with Michelle Rodriguez and Jordana Bruce with that. Yes. I'll give him back to you when I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he goes, he goes, you know how beaten and bloody you two look right now. <laughs> I'll send them back when I've done that to their... Their vaginas. Uh, <laughs> Philip Arnell is asking. Off to Roger Moore's ass. Yes, <laughs> off to Roger Moore's ass. Um, Philip Arnell says, "What about Carl Weathers?" I, I mean, again, I don't want to get into a whole like, who should we have in Expendables for? I've already said it. I want everyone in Expendables. Like, it doesn't matter if they're going to do four through ten, four through twenty. I mean, Avi Lerner wants them to keep going as as long as it's printing money for him. But. Um, I honestly, if they were in an 80s and 90s action film, I want them in it. I think that the big, the big one missing, the one that's really missing for me, is Cynthia Rothrock. That's the one that's really missing for me. And the fact that they haven't even got her pegged for the Expender Bells really upsets me. I'm but, not sure she's even interested, you know. I don't she know, is. is she? She is, is she? interested, oh. yeah. When I, when I interviewed her, she, if you can believe this, yeah. Um, the writers of the Expendables who are writing a wacky comedy where the women have to dress up as hookers because that's the only thing women can do. <laughs> Wait, look, was it was it directed by someone who's never directed an action film in his life? Yes, yeah, that's yeah. exactly yeah. what it's doing. It's written by the two people who wrote, and I'm not kidding, Legally Blonde. So let's just... <laughs> I'm not... That's not a joke. That's no, no, an actual no. fact. Well, no, it is a joke. It's just not the joke we want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and... 
And it's not a funny joke. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a fucking joke. That's what it is. Yeah. And when they wanted to find out about action, because they don't know about action, they went to Cynthia Rothrock's house and like spent three days hanging out with her, asking like what she would do and how she would do and blah 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 blah. And they went, oh yeah, it's really, it's really funny. We've got a character called Cynthia Rothrock like in the movie. There's a character named after you. So she was like, great, I really want to be in it. I, I know Sly because apparently they were going to work together in the 80s. She said, like, <clears throat> who do I speak to about casting and, you know, what can we do about it? And they, 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 went, they went, oh, not our job. Got in their cars and drove away. <clears throat> so. Cats. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 I agree. Good idea. Sorry? So they thought Meryl Streep would be a good idea. Yeah, Meryl Streep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Stallone has said, like, I think we're going to need some MMA fighters or some, like, football players or something to be, like, females to be in the um, movie because none of the actresses will be able to do it. And I'm like, Stallone, you've got to stop talking like that, man. Of course they can do it. Like, ever yeah. since, you know, look at Xena, look at Buffy, look at, yeah. uh, you know, the, the character in just, um Ray, uh, River in uh, Serenity. Look at. Uh, uh, Michelle I, I mean, I wouldn't mind if they did. I don't think so. Michelle Geller has any interest in doing action again. But Mia Jolovich, you've got um, Sigourney Weaver. Even uh, Rona Mitra was in yeah. um, Doomsday, yeah. and um, oh, what's, uh, uh, she was what, in one of the Underworlds as well, wasn't she? Yeah. Rona Mitra. Yeah. What's um, oh, that the girl plays Nikita now. He's like, uh, he was in Die right, Hard. Maggie Q. Yeah. You've got Maggie Q. You've got Michelle Yeoh. You've got Cynthia Rothrock. I mean, you've got a ton. Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. Right, right, right. Um, uh, and Katie Sackhoff. She, she you will do, do something, I'm sure. Yeah, Katie Sackhoff. And, of course, Pam Greer. I would want yeah. in there, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this idea but, that... That's just on the top of her head, so that's clear that you get like, at least, I'm sure, five of them you can cast. And yeah, be, and that's uh, that's yeah. the expendables without even trying to break a sweat. So you don't yeah. really need like this. Well, women can't do action. I think that's very offensive these days. I mean, it's mm. offensive even to me because I love like one of the things I actually love is like <clears throat> females kicking ass in movies. I really, really dig that. I like mm -hmm. I like anything like that, and, yeah. and I love old guys kicking ass in movies. I like people who you wouldn't expect initially yeah. because of society. Well, that's why that's why uh, Taken was such yeah. a good. Because yeah. Liam Neeson comes out, you know, you, you think that Liam Neeson's this, like, I'm a trained actor, right? Performed Shakespeare in the park, and all of a sudden he's throat well, punched. Well, with his character's kind of pathetic, where he's like, oh, he's getting just shunned off by his daughter and, and his uh, his ex missus, and he's, then he's like, when shit hits the fan, he's like, I'm going to kill everyone. And just, yeah. that's, what does, and that's what's great about it. Because it's that switch, like, right, I'm fucking badass now. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I, I agree. I mean, I, you know, any of, the, any of these ideas would be, would be great. Um, but in 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 terms of uh, Expendables Four, yeah, you could you know, and we have done on the group many times. We could play this game till the cows come home. There's any number of people I want in in Expendables Four. I would take Liam Neeson. I would take <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper. I would take Jeff Speakman. I would take Don And I would take Dudikoff. I would take Cynthia Rothrock. Th there's any number of people. I would have fucking Shatner in there, Roger Moore in there, Michael Caine in there. I mean, you name it. I would literally put what, whoever wants to show up who's even remotely tied to an action movie ever, I would do it. You know what I mean? Um, mm. If Robert De Niro, when he was working on Grudge Match, said that he might show up, happy to have him out the top of a car with a bazooka mm. like it Ronin. I would have Jean Reno. And, I mean, any, anyone you want. I'd put them all in. I don't care. Except Sean Bean. That's for you, Cameron. 
<laughs> He'll die anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can have Sean Bean in, but only if in the very, very beginning Statham shoves a stick of C4 up his ass, goes, <laughs> runs away, and Sean Bean just blows up. He, I know, Sean Bean turns around and goes, uh, it's great, isn't it, being in Expendables? And uh, Statham stick, shoves the C4 up his ass and goes, you're out. <laughs> Lights it, fucks up, shoves nice. it. Oh, I'm done again. <laughs> <laughs> <Load> real good. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, final thoughts, and let's wrap it up. It's 5.30. So final thoughts on Expendables 3. Uh, for me, definitely want people to see it. Uh, but, Chris, let's start with you again and go yeah, around. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I personally, I feel, as as a, as, as a franchise, it's probably is the better as an action film. I personally, I prefer the first one because I kind of geek out about the little fights between uh, Jet Li and Statham teaming Gary Daniels, and, and, and then there's uh, Sloan facing off with Stone Cold. Those little moments like that that kind of make me just like sort of jump with joy inside. I think we need more of those types of things in expendable films, but as an action film, for me, it worked. It was, it was, it was the most fun. That's what I thought. Yeah. Doc? Uh, I I kind of I do agree with what Chris says. I think if you went in not seeing the others, I think you go in and say it's you know it's a really great action film. For me, who's uh, who loves the films, I sort of felt that down with how Sly treated the old Expendables team. It's still a great, a great action film, great summer blockbuster type film, uh, and I, I'm sure on a second watch, yeah. I'll, I'll probably enjoy it more. But um, it's still good. I mean, for the final half an hour, it's worth getting to see. Yeah. I did uh, think Snipes get um, short changed, though, towards the end. I think the, yes. he had his, he had, he had the first half is like, oh, yeah, Blade's back. And then he kind of just yeah. got forgotten about, I think. It was a bit of a shame. But then again, <clears throat> I hope, hope he's in the fourth one and he gets played. I, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. He's, he's I mean, good, again, again, that was my other problem, you know, Snipes actually says it. He's like, what, you break me out of prison just to, like, cut me loose? And I felt that way. I'm like, why can't he stick around? I mean, the other weird thing about Snipes is he still looks like he did in 1992. It's just disconcerting. But <laughs> Yeah, no, he's, he's really good in the film, Wesley Snipes is. And uh, he's, he's a welcome addition to it. Oh, I tell you the other youngster I would have in I mean, relatively young person I would have in it. Harry Potter. I, yeah, Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or the ginger Ron, Ron Weasley. Bloody old Barney. You could have had um, uh, you could have had uh, the French guy from Brick Mansions and District B thirteen. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. He's good. Uh, but yeah, sorry, uh, Doc. Have you given your evaluation, sir? Yeah, just uh, go and see it, support it, watch it. It, it is good. It is good, but. Uh, I've just got a certain problem, and my main problem is just the young ones in it. Yeah, I can't stand them. That's it. So, Gary, uh, do you want to uh, let us know what you feel, sir? Yeah, I feel that you know pretty much the same sentence you guys do. The middle half is kind of weak, but I think the first, the first uh, act and the third act uh, more than make up for it because you get that big payoff at the end with piles and piles and piles of dead bodies. You know, towards the end there. I think it's a, your popcorn action film, and I think if you go to the cinema, you will enjoy it. And I, I urge you guys to go to the cinema and I go to get it from Leroy up the street because it uh, it literally fell into my lap to watch it. And I'm very weak-willed, so I watched it, you know, like a, a biggest action movie of the summer in my hands. What the heck am I going to do with this? 
you gotta put it in and watch it because I'm I'm weak. I'm only a man, you know. And, and it's, it's uh, yeah. You I, don't, I, you, I, know I, what, you don't want to know what I've got in my hands when I've got the <laughs> biggest action thing in the summer in my hands. <laughs> tell him, John. Tell him, Novland. Goes everyone the Ramsey. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. I uh, I can see your your gripes with the young ones. They they do. They are kind of terrible. But uh, they all um have the role to play, I guess, except with the exception of Ronda Rousey, who's pretty spectacular with their fighting, but her acting is very devoid. But, um, yeah, final thoughts, go see it. Go spend your $10, your six fifty matinee, whatever you're going to spend on it. Go see it. Buy the Blu-ray. You'll probably enjoy it. And and when a beard like that tells you to go do something, you better go do it. Yeah. Gary, in, in just a second, we're going to come back to you, and I want you to, like, grab the beard with one hand, point at the screen with the other, and go... Go see Expendables 3. Go on, I want you to do that. Okay, so one, two, three. Go see Expendables 3. Yes! Yeah. I am erect again. So, um, <laughs> uh, so um, my final thoughts. It, it wasn't the Expendables 3 that I wanted, in all honesty. Uh, but saying that, on second watch, it goes by a lot quicker because you're already aware of the arc of Act 1 and Act 2, so therefore you're not like I was sat in the cinema going, okay, get kidnap them, kidnap them, can you kidnap them, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Oh, you've kidnapped them, excellent, Statham's back. Okay, what, what's going on? Um, because that's really, you know, I, I the, the idea that you tune into The Expendables to see Ellen Klutz is ridiculous. So, I mean, it just let him have his own franchise. Oh, wait a minute, the one film he tried to have a franchise from failed miserably. So let's just... You know, um, let's just leave him on the... If you can't make a, an action movie like Hercules or whatever work, then just give it up. But, um, uh, yeah, so, I yeah, that bothered me. But ultimately, overall, I think it's a good 3.5 out of 5 overall. I love the action at the beginning, love the action at the end. I had some real problems narratively, I had some real problems edit, editing-wise, but... And I'm also really confused. I don't know what Patrick Hughes is going to do with the Raid remake because I don't really see... I really liked Red Hill, but I did not like his direction here. So, odd, confusing, weird. Yeah, it makes me think that the Raid remake is going to be a PG-13. Or just awful. I mean, it's already pointless. Yeah, yeah. It's There's already no pointless. It. Uh, because no. the, the other thing that I found out about the Raid remake the other day is that everyone... Gareth Evans, Eco Wise, the guy who plays Mad Dog, the fight choreography team, everything, is working on the remake as well. <laughs> so why? We just saw that movie. Anyway. Oh, America. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, in all honesty, go see it. It's a good, fun uh, time at the, the movies. It really is. Um, Ford is better than you've seen him in a long time. Snipes is back like you want him to be. Uh, Banderas has stopped doing art house movies in Spain and come back to the multiplex, which is wonderful. Um, and and overall, it's it's uh, uh, overall it's a good thrilling time. So definitely go see it. Um, definitely go see it. Definitely go pay money to see it. Go see it. Go see it. Go see it. Pam Greer touched this beard, so go see it. Um, and uh, what else? That's about it. I, I don't think I was saying just just go see it. Pay your money to go see it, even if you've already seen it. And um, and let's let's make it successful, not because it's a great movie, but let's make it successful so that we get 
a oh. better fourth part, and we get spin-offs. Mm. Well, I want the fourth one to be the old guys, and hopefully, if it makes enough money, the younger ones can go off and do their own separate film. Porn. Uh, porn yeah, gay porn with dolphins. Yeah. Uh, and they they can go and make those, and uh, and leave the old guys to. Yeah, they can do like Expender Babies. Expender Babies. La 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 la. Expender Babies. That's what it should be. And they're all just, they're like they're like the regular Expendables, but dressed in like little blue shorts and pinwheel hats and things. That would be great. Yeah, they'd be like, where's Glenn Powell? He's in an elevator shaft. I, I think like 10 years from now, you're going to find Glenn Powell in the corner of like a burnt out mall, uh, masturbating into a top hat, going, I was in the Expendables once. <laughs> and then, what like, have you been in before? No, uh, no idea. Surrounded by cans of like dolphin free tuna, like hugging it and stuff. That would be great. I see that future mapped out for him already. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what I feel is going on already. So I want to say thanks to everyone who's watching. I can let you know that in the last 10 minutes, we've gone from nine viewers but down to two. Um, but uh, we've now added another viewer. We've now got four viewers. We're going back up again. Maybe they all just switched over for a second or had a very quick wank or something. Anyway. It was the beard. Yeah. It was the beard. The beard frightened them off. They retracted for the beard. Um, <laughs> but I want to say thank you so much, Chris Byrne. Tell everyone again where, where you can be found, sir. Yeah, you can just find me on the uh, thegeeksoapbox.com the and you can find all, all my shit there. Yeah, yeah, knock yourself out. You can file piles file, there, found. Uh, you can find piles of Chris's shit there. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Doc, Doc, where, what about you, sir? You can find me uh, with him uh, aftermovie.com and everything. Doc's reaction, the kick ass kid commentary is related, is there. Or follow me on Twitter at Doctor Action Kick Ass. Boom. Gary. Uh, not as smooth as that, but you can find me uh, all over Facebook. Just uh, type in the Bird and the Beard or Sin of Beef Podcast. And you can find my links pretty easily that way. And uh, check out the shows. I have a lot of fun doing them, and I'm always looking for guests for Sin of Beef. Uh, get Chris get back on. on. Yeah, definitely get Chris on. I'm finally getting that horse, get back on that horse again because I'm getting lazy with it. I switched to a two-film format, so uh, easier for my guests, and we could shit on films for two hours or something and have a good time. So definitely, I'll grow, I'll grow my beard out to kind of. It, it won't, won't be as big as yours, but still talking about the beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it catches crumbs and makes hard to eat ice cream, so I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. That's all right. Still gonna grow. It. Anyway, <laughs> beautiful. That's about it for me, guys. And you can find me at aftermoviediner.com with my flappy hands. Everything I do, uh, everything I do, Johnny, is on aftermoviediner.com with the flappy hands. Um, so, yeah, but you can find Dr. Action there. You can find Crosstalk there. You can find the After Movie Diner there. You can find Drunk on VHS there. Uh, what's the other show I do? Oh, B-Movie Bargain Bin. You can find that there as well. Uh, you can find it all at AfterMovieDiner.com. And on there, there is a link to our Facebook group. Join the Facebook group, you bastards. Also, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, you can also find a link to patreon.com where you can sponsor the After Movie Diner, become a patron of the After Movie Diner, as I just saw uh, James Owen uh, did. Uh, so James Owen, thank you very much for uh, sponsoring the diner, $1 a show. So really, for as low as $1 or 70p if you're in the UK, you can uh, donate to the After Movie Diner per podcast episode, uh, which would make all the difference to the network that we are running. Thank you very much. And good night. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, goodbye. everybody. Nice. <laughs>